Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. In the pole position in Indy. The pole's position. It's time for Poles position. So the number one pick, by the way, for the Bears is secured. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? I got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The human being, we got to figure out. We're counting down the days to the NFL draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Caleb Williams, the one thing that is clear, he is not special. Well, I'm a friend of Caleb's. I feel like he's a, a young version of Patrick Mahomes. Fields. Not sure yet. Not sure. M- maybe not working out. I don't know what's going on with the Bears. It don't matter. No matter who they take, because Justin Fields, he'll probably leave and go win a Super Bowl somewhere. So if you go to the Bears organization, you're, you're doomed. With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. Each and every day at 3 o'clock, we try to get inside the mind of Ryan Poles, tackle rumors, trades, drafts, free agents, things that we imagine Ryan Poles, Ian Cunningham, and the scouting staff, and the coaching staff now, will be discussing in the lead-up to free agency and the draft today, the center position. Yeah, we've covered a lot of important stuff on Paul's position, but we have yet to do a deep dive on centers. And we're doing a little different today. We're not going to go super deep on like a whole bunch of college prospects or a whole bunch of free agents. We actually have some of our experts giving us their insight, which we can hear and follow up on. Yeah, today it's more about trying to figure out if it is more likely that the answer at center is going to be a veteran or a rookie and not necessarily attaching a name to it. Though some of this will have names attached to it, and we will undoubtedly do that in our analysis. But we can start with Olin Krutz, and if you can draft the center in the first round. People say, well, I don't know if it's ever been done. Has any team ever taken a center and a quarterback in the first round? Right? They're all high quality. The kid from Oregon is a very, very good football player, guys. Man, he plays on a high level. Uh, I know everyone's excited about him. Uh, he could probably make the calls. There's a reason guys get first-round grades, right? They're just different than the guys in their class. So can it be done? It always depends on the player. Has it ever been done? No. Does, does a veteran center give you make you a little more comfortable with his calls, with the way he's directing the line, get everybody moving in the right direction, pointing out the blitz, redirecting blocking schemes? Yes, he does make you a little more comfortable. Uh, he does help out a young quarterback. But, but that doesn't mean a young center can't do it. 
if you have veteran guards around him and, and veteran offensive linemen and guys who all been together, remember, you would put a center in the middle of an offensive line that's all played already, right? And it would co commit too. Uh, you would have a, a tight end. So you would have a lot of guys who've all played together already. Now, here's the thing is you got a new scheme, right? You got a new offensive coordinator, but a young center, an elite center, uh, uh, Speaks, could do it. Uh, I'm not saying you take a guy in a, a third round, a guy like me, a bum. You don't take a third round center, but you can't take a first round. I just need a new center. <laughs> Thank you, Layla. See, it, that, it does alleviate some of the concerns. He's saying that you could have a rookie, as, and as long as their strengths are pass protection and identifying coverage, that they could work, especially because you've got veterans around them. So the name that he was alluded to, the Oregon kid, that, that's Jackson Powers Johnson. But then there's another guy, Zach Frazier. Have you come across him at all yet in any of your reading? The kid I, from West Virginia? I have come across Zach Frazier. So I have another guy, it, but it, go ahead. Well, according to some of the stuff that I read, it actually might be a really weird year where there could be two centers drafted in the first round. Man, that's crazy. Because last year my guy was John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, and he ended up going high second round. Yeah, Giants, right? To the Giants yeah. uh, was the center for the all-rookie team. Um, not a dominant year, but kind of an up-and-down year, but that's the highest that a center went last year. Jackson Powers Johnson could be in the 20s, could be in the teens. You're saying the Zach Frazier could be in the first round yeah, as well? Yeah, I was reading more about him, and he got he got a late first-round grade from a couple of people, and so we'll, we'll see, and it'll depend on team need, and I'm sure everyone will have it graded differently. They normally do outside of the top 10 or 12 players in the draft. Mm -hmm. uh, I think about Ryan Poles in Kansas City. He drafted Creed Humphrey in the second round. That's a, that's that's, a, that's a high that's pick a for a premium investment in a center. Creed Humphrey was the 52nd pick in the draft, and that was the year after the Tampa Super Bowl where Mahomes was running for his life and the Chiefs got blown out in the Super Bowl, and mm -hmm. they vowed to never do that again in terms of they had this asset that they wanted to give $500 million to. They were going to protect them. And so Creed Humphrey was the big draft asset. They also did Trey Smith in that draft, and then they had uh, Joe Thune, the guard, that they gave $80 million to. Mm -hmm. So all of that happened in one offseason. But Creed Humphrey was the top draft pick of Ryan Poles after that Super Bowl and was a center at 52 overall. Uh, Zach Frazier was at the Senior Bowl but did not practice or play because of injury, but at least he was there. So there were some Bears coaches uh, there um, and can, can check that out, um, have that individual – relationship piece Tanner Bartolini interests me a little bit that's a Wisconsin kid who's played all over the offensive line but was at Wisconsin for a long time and has a lot of nasty to him okay uh, and I, like I, I haven't I haven't really read much about him I'll I'm, be honest Danny I'm not ready to declare which oh, okay. which center uh, I love in the draft okay. ju just yet well well because we'll get a little closer and, and as you know I care deeply about the position having, having played it at a very high level um, so yeah, so, so I'm not ready to declare, but, but I'm not as afraid of drafting one as I was even a month ago after uh, talking to some people. All right. Well, so I want to play Matt Bowen on the subject. And then there was something that I was reading out of the senior bowl that I want to, want to throw at you here. So he, here's Matt Bowen with Dan and Lawrence on the same question that you asked Olin yesterday, rookie center, rookie quarterback. Is it doable? I agree hundred percent. Someone that can help you up front that can make the protection calls for you, right? That can set the protection, that can talk to you in the huddle, that can talk to you on the sidelines. Someone is, who has seen everything. I think it's very important, Dan, to pair a young quarterback who's going to need a lot of time in terms of development and understanding the pro game, especially that first month of the season, to have a veteran in front of him makes a ton of difference. 
Okay. So so, 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 so Bowen mo- feels strongly that it needs to be a free agent. Chase, Dan- Chase Daniel did too. From, remember, from the quarterback perspective, he said mm-hmm. that you would not do rookie quarterback, rookie center. Remember, we talked to him about that yep. uh, tor- towards towards the end of the year. It's a tough spot for me because I think that Olin, they're all very smart football people, obviously, and Chase played quarterback, so he would have the perspective of like if he'd be comfortable as a mm-hmm. rookie quarterback with a rookie center. But Olin, as the authority on center play in the NFL and all of that, he's like, listen, if you have – Nate Davis and Tevin Jenkins right yeah. next to him who can help with the protection calls at the beginning. And you can get an elite prospect there who can develop with the quarterback. He doesn't have any, any issue with it. It makes me lean towards not having an issue with it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I lean as well. Um, but because, because the man played it at a very high level and has, has understood that dynamic. I will say in reading about John Michael Schmitz and his giants year, um, there was some talk that he leaned on the guard next to him a little too much, Justin Pugh, and Justin Pugh ended up tipping the snap a lot of times because he, Schmitz like struggled with either remembering or, or or nailing the snap count at times. So Justin Pugh tipped it, which is a big deal for a defensive line. Well, the other thing too is we have to think about like, are they going for the Super Bowl this year, or are they going to go into the year with high expectations? but possible half step back to take three steps forward if they draft a quarterback. Because if they're doing half step back, three steps forward, mm-hmm. then rookie center, rookie quarterback's fine. You know, sure, then there will be some... Again, Creed Humphrey had probably 12 to 15 low snaps just in Chiefs playoff games this year. And that's a guy who's been a pro bowler and an all pro. You know, so, I mean, you can... If you've got a special quarterback, mm-hmm. you can live with occasional mistakes from your center if there is a high ceiling there and they can really grow together. I mean, I, I, I dream of whoever the quarterback is having their Jason Kelsey. I wanted it for fields. They didn't do that and really get him one, and I know that's a very special yeah. example, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, it, if there's someone out there who's gettable and available... Um, I, I'd, I'd be very interested. The problem is that the number one guy, Connor Williams, is coming off a big injury with the Dolphins. Tore his ACL in December. Yes, and I want to want to get to that in just in just one second. But one, because we're going to do the veterans here in just a second. But one more thing on the rookies. Mm-hmm. So Jim Nagy, he's the executive director of the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he was an NFL executive. He said talking to NFL scouts since the Senior Bowl consensus opinion is the two position groups that are deeper than what the league thought prior to mobile cornerback and center. It's interesting. So I wonder in that scenario, and he says that's good news for teams with needs at both those positions. He mentions, of course, Jackson powers, John uh, Johnson, and then a corner from Toledo, uh, Quinion Mitchell, who stole first round headlines, but he says, but there are a bunch of guys at both spots that boosted their draft stock. So I wonder if Ryan Poles looks at that and says, I don't need a first round center, but I do need a, to get a second round pick back. I drafted Creed Humphrey in the second round. Mm-hmm. I found Braxton Jones in the fifth. This is a good center class. It's not typically a position that goes in the first round, but when I, that 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 pick, and it would be it would be a cruel thing to never give Justin Fields a good center and then give it right away. I, well, it, and maybe trade Justin Fields for that for a draft pick that you use on a center to give to Caleb Williams. That makes me think that that is maybe the path that this is going to go down, that it's going to be 
He's not going to trade back into the first round or give up crazy assets for it. Mm -hmm. But if he's going to get a second-round pick from Atlanta or Pittsburgh or Vegas, if people believe what Luke Getze is saying, or all that stuff, that he will use that pick on the center for Caleb Williams. The trade down from nine really interests me these days because the wide receivers, the best three wide receivers, are likely to be gone by nine and going for Keon Coleman, who I like a lot, or whoever your next wide receiver would be at nine might be a reach. I could see the trade down to like 14. Like if you can get a couple of picks, yeah, you know, and you can add a pick that way. If you trade down, I mean, maybe you can, you can, if there's, if there's somebody super desirable there, if somebody wants to jump up and get a quarterback quarterback, I'm looking at you Raiders and JJ McCarthy, Maybe you can trade down, and then you can get that second-round pick that way if you don't get it for Fields. Okay, that makes sense. I, I think that's it's absolutely right. Um, there is a – those are the rookies. Yeah. Now, here's Olin on some of the options in the draft, yes, but also free agency at center. Well, I, obviously, I've seen some film on the Oregon kid, and, and I got to look look for his name, Jackson Powers, but – um, he's very good, right? He he is a, he's a very good center. He's athletic. He gets on a second level. He makes game-changing blocks. He can handle himself at the pivot. By that, I mean he can handle himself in the middle against big nose guards. He doesn't get pushed back. Uh, uh, he keeps the pocket clean for the quarterback. I really, really like his game. I can't say I've looked at a ton of guys. I know Brian Allen, a guy I know well. Uh, the, the Rams just released him. I know the, um, the Chicago Bears offered him a contract a few years back. Ryan Pose did and wanted him here. Uh, he's had some injury issues. You'd obviously have to put some kind of protection for the team in there uh, for his injuries. He's a good center when healthy. If he can get himself moving in the right direction, he would be the exact kind of guy in Coach Morgan's scheme, and that's why they went after him. With his athleticism, uh, with the way he can point out calls, and he is a veteran, he's the kind of guy you want. The problem is, I know there's a guy from the Miami Dolphins also. The problem is a lot of these guys coming in with injuries, right, coming off of injuries. Can they stay healthy? Uh, can you take a good young center to learn from them? And, and, and he's your valuable backup. You just never, never know uh, when you're looking at these guys. But I, I got to be honest with you, when you're talking about the draft, when you talk about free agency, it reminds me of my fisheries one-on-one course in college. A lot more than I bargained for when you look at all the information, so I don't do it. Oh, okay. So- no, that, that works. Sorry about fisheries, man. That must have Man, been- you didn't know a mollusk had so many names, right? <laughs> You're talking about Connor Williams, who had the torn ACL in week 14. That's the Dolphins guy. Any of these Mm -hmm. other guys? Andre James, the former Raider. Lloyd Cushenberry Mm -hmm. of the Broncos. Aaron Brewer of the Titans. Aaron Brewer is a good football player. I I like Aaron Brewer. I've watched some of his film. I think he would match in in Coach Morgan's scheme. He's a name to look for. He's blocked in this outside zone down there in Tennessee for a while. He does a nice job reaching guys. He's the kind of guy that you think Coach Morgan – with their outside zone scheme, he's the kind of guy to go after. Really like his game. I think he's a good football player. He's a good young center, and he'd be matched up with Nate Davis again. I think they know each other. So Aaron Brewer, if, if I think if they'd go after a veteran uh, NFL free agent center, I think he'd probably be the guy. Good stuff there. Aaron Brewer, Aaron Brewer was undrafted in 2020 and worked his way up as an interior lineman to the eventual starting center for the Tennessee Titans. Um, which the, Bear, is, the Bears also hired Jason Hodling as their assistant offensive line coach from the Titans. Well, that's great. And Nate Davis is obviously already here, as uh-huh. o, as Olin mentioned. So His, it, uh, nickname's Hoss. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that, that's 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 vital because then you can actually scout a guy because right. So they, if they bring him in, uh-huh. they have a coach on staff who worked with him as he's risen up through the NFL. In searching some stuff for Aaron Brewer, the Titans center today, I found a Titans blog. It's been a tough year for Aaron Brewer. Oh, it's from December. That includes this. Uh, Aaron Brewer leads the league in pressures allowed and tied for second most sacks among all centers. Now, that's obviously PFF grades, and we know what J.J. Watt thinks about that. But anyway, if you've got the assistant offensive line coach from Tennessee and you've got Nate Davis, they could tell fact from fiction on some of the grades there because obviously on an offensive line, it's contingent on all sorts of things. Yeah, also, right, maybe better in a zone-blocking scheme. Um, 500-plus snaps, three consecutive years. Aaron Brewer played guard mm-hmm. and then has transitioned more to center. So he would fit the idea of positional versatility, even though you are prioritizing center, but he has been a center. So I think that that name that that you were running down the list, so yep. you, you gave the name, but Olin with the endorsement, I, I do think it makes sense if they go the veteran route more so than going, hey, Connor Williams – you're a guy who maybe is more highly regarded and we should consider it, but you ruptured your ACL in December. Is he going to be ready for September one? I, I don't know. You know, like that's a, that's a pretty big investment on an injured vet. Right. And then you're right. Tevin Jenkins has injury problems. Yeah. Nate Davis had and availability. You you, and you don't want to be rotating. Like, they need two guys who can play the position because they're getting rid of both Lucas Patrick and Cody Whitehair. Yeah. And I assume they're going to get rid of uh, Feeney, right? Dan Feeney uh, as well. So that's that's your three at this point, unless Doug Kramer, with all his grody uh, delivered bears, is going to be somebody they consider. And, hell, maybe it is, the former Illinois center. But they'll need to get a couple. But you don't want to – I don't think you want to do something with with Connor Williams when you're not positive he's going to be your guy from day one at training camp because that whoever it is needs to be the guy with your rookie, if that's what you do, from day one at training camp. Yeah, it'll be – it's an interesting thing, though, right? Because Connor Williams, I think 20 – is he 27? Um, but Matt Bowen at 26, uh, if they say, okay, whatever, problems with training camp or – first six games or whatever we're in this for the next five years with the guy and he's clearly the best person to pair with Caleb Williams I don't think that they'll care about the first six games if they're building this thing you know with a rookie quarterback for the next decade because Matt Bowen says Connor Williams his top guy at the position Connor Williams from Miami now look I dropped him down he's only 27 years old I dropped him down to number 43 and the reason is he had an ACL injury in December okay so Anytime we're looking at a player, you know, one thing you have to look at is age and injuries, obviously. But when did the injury occur, right? So someone like Connor Williams, you have to account for he's not going to be ready for minicamp, not going to be ready for OTAs. When is he probably going to be ready for training camp? But as we've discussed before with a knee injury, look, it's much different, uh, Lawrence, if we're talking about a wide receiver defensive back, right? Talking about an interior offensive lineman. But again, what are his traits? He's someone that is excellent in in space. He's more of a positional blocker. But especially when he climbs to the second level, he's very good. So how does a knee impact him? But again, if you're the Bears, you might get a discount on him because of that injury. When this guy is healthy, he's a pretty good football player. And, And that's, you know, there's a reason free agency is before the draft, right? Because you're going to find guys who are pro-ready, who have pro-tape, have a ton of reps and a ton of experience that you can put into your system right away and you know they can play at a high level with where a young player 
We see it all the time. It takes time to develop. Look at Tyreek Stevenson this year. Look at the first half of the season, the game tape versus the second half of the season. Much different player in the second half. What you expect, that gradual, that gradual development. But you need that development, especially at center on day one. So it, it's it's good stuff. I don't know. It's a, they're, they're split, Matt. Right, Matt Bowen seems to be veteran, and mm-hmm. and, and Olin seems to be draft. Yeah, it's interesting. I, absolutely. Um, you know, it's interesting because I don't think you need to get a discount in terms of free agency if you're the Bears. I mean, I guess you could want one, but you're what second? You're third in cap space, and the cap's also going up. Yeah, but cap goes up every year. You mm-hmm. you always want a discount if you can get it. And you, no matter how much money you have, right, you, Reinsdorf's looking for a subsidy for a stadium. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you 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 know you want cheap. So yeah, may, may, but it's it's not a good free agent class for center. No, and it, it is and not. It, like th- this is what I come back to. It's not a good free agent class for center, and it is a good draft for center. So it's much more likely to me that Ryan Poles, who has had success in hitting on a center for a highly coveted, very valuable player. Mm-hmm. If he trusted Mahomes to do it, why wouldn't he trust it for Caleb Williams? I I, I think he's going to find his guy. And if it is Jackson Powers Johnson, he'll find a way. Maybe it's your guy, Zach Frazier. Maybe it's the the guy I mentioned from uh, Wisconsin, Tanner Bartolini. There's there's others. The the kid from Georgia, Cedric Van Pran, was number one going into the season, and he's now dropped to three or four, depending on the rankings. But – I, I think your instinct is right on on polls that he's going to find a guy because he's going to want to pair Caleb with his dude from day one of camp. Like, let's learn together. Let's connect. Let's let's make it happen because they got to be lockstep. Yeah, but I don't. It's hard for me to imagine it being in the first round. Yeah, me too. I think, but, I think so. so, I, so I, think, could, I think could even be round three. I mean, hell, he he drafted Braxton Braxton in Jones in the fifth and and plugged him in. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, he won a battle, but he loved him. Like he, 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 he thinks he knows linemen, and this is a key spot. He's and a got key a moment. He's got a pretty good track record for it. Darnell Wright is a hell of a pick. Darnell Wright's a hell of a pick. Braxton Jones is a hell of a pick. Found a home for Tevin Jenkins, mm-hmm. Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. He's he's got he's got a. Now I know Brett Veach gets credit for that. And it's tough to know exactly, but, th- but those are draft picks. And yeah. he was the director of college scouting, and he was a former offensive lineman, and he was credited publicly with having influence in those picks. Like he he's got a pretty impressive draft tra- track record with offensive linemen in the NFL for, at two stops. I think he's going to do it with either a second round pick they acquire or maybe a third. Find find a guy and 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 plug him in. Okay. Well, so then down the road we're going to have to do. A deeper uh, center dive. On, ju- on just rookie prospects at the center position mm-hmm. that don't include the name Powers Johnson because they're not they don't have a pick in his range right. and it seems very unlikely that that's going to happen. So everyone's going to say that name. Oh, I, I'd be great. It'd be great. It'd be great. It'd be great. <sighs> but can you imagine the excitement for the listeners right now, knowing that they're going to get a deeper dive down the center? Prospect this is why Poles' position is so popular. I mean, my I'm, God. I'm curious to see where USC's center falls in draft boards. Like, you know, if that's a guy that that Caleb Williams might like, you may be able to get him later, and you can maybe skip a step in terms of the acclimation process. That's a good point. And, and they do run a relatively pro style, as I learned from our guy Chase Daniels' film breakdown of Caleb Williams last night, which is mm-hmm. on YouTube. But, yeah, they, they run a pro style, so maybe there's a little less of a you know shorter learning curve there for the USC center and Caleb Williams. That's interesting. I have not seen um, that particular Justin uh, position. Justin D- Dedick, D-E-D-I-C-H? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly do not know. 
Yeah, I, you don't see a lot of botch snaps on his uh, highlight reels. Just, <laughs> There's not a lot of oh, a snap over his head that makes you know an improv move there. You know. Yeah, uh, he's listed at uh, number four hundred and ninety-five uh, from NFLDraftBuzz.com. Caleb Williams, number two, by the way. I have to assume that. Marvin Harrison Jr. is number one. I, I would assume so. I'm looking at the list of USC prospects. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I would assume so. Okay. Well, that was uh, that was productive. I thought so. All right. The USC connection is interesting to think about. We'll get there when we go to the draft wide receivers. Jerry Rice's kid, Brendan Rice. You know, it's a, he's number 67. Well, yeah, USC guy doesn't sound very good, though. We all learn together in this segment. That's the beauty of it. 495, you said? That's for the center. Yeah. 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 We got a big name dropper event coming to Chicago this weekend. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Doing it and doing it and doing it. Afternoons on the score. So we're at Sirius, right? Which was the, the bar at the bottom of the board of the trade building, right? It was packed. It was just like, whoo! Right? <laughs> All Blackhawk fans and cousin who was there? Savvy. Oh! No, he not. No, 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 no. It does not stop there. Chelios. Belfort. Let's go! <laughs> right? Finally got Steph to start watching it, by the way. We're four episodes in. Oh, that's tremendous. So you're getting to do a rewatch of the bear. Yeah, I wanted to do the rewatch before season three. She missed it the first go around with me. And, uh,. Finally, like, you know what? It's time. We're doing it. They were doing the shoots in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, they obviously swept the Emmys and so motivated to do it. So we're four episodes into the rewatch. So um, it, I saw this the other day and I ended up talking about it with a friend of mine who is a prop master. That's his job and his life. He lives out in L.A. and he's been the prop master on a bunch of TV shows and movies and stuff. Shane, did you see this, that the prop master for the bear is apparently a vegan? And so they have to drive around meat and like various cooking things and just like to be the prop master on the bear and have to and be vegan while it's, that'd be a conflict it, it, it just it's kind of a difficult difficult putt well here's my question then my follow-up to that does your friend the prop master eat his props <laughs> no <laughs> all right i <laughs> bet they're clear uh, all right but you know, I've heard a million stories from my Delicious friend, the prop props. master. He'd be good for an ask a blank. He's got good prop master stories from Hollywood. This is the time for ask a, ask a blank. For anyone who doesn't know what Ask a Blank is, it was a, I'll say it, high idea of, like, <laughs> we should just interview people yeah. like we'd interview shortstops and point guards yeah. about people who have interesting jobs. Uh-huh. 
ask what do we do we ask a pawn shop owner i think it was born uh, oh yeah we Dawn, did uh, we did we, it, it was it, born of dawn the produce dawn, the lady, produce lady because she Whole was Foods. so interesting she was fascinating had a lot of takes on avocados and peaches yeah we th- i met a pawn shop owner we talked to that guy yeah. I've, got, I've still got an fbi agent a former fbi agent in my phone we could do Man, it for ask a blank there's lots of possibilities for that segment lots of blanks out there a lot of blanks out there <laughs> a lot of blanks you can interview yeah but it's just it's tough it, it, it's a tough sell. They can be duds at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. We need to find a sponsor for Ask a Blank. Um, gun shop? You know? <laughs> oh, it, that, no. Firing blanks? No. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Not going to take that out of the first advertise. blank that I thought it's of. A, yeah, it's okay. a reasonable blank. It's just an improv blank. That's it's an it improv blank. Wow, we really shut you down there. There was a lot of yes and. and there was a lot, a lot of no buts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot that's of no okay. buts. That's all right. Um, so... I'm listening to I, I when I drop off Owen at his school Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, I drop around the same time, and so every Wednesday, you know, we're normally listening to like music or songs or talking on the way to school, and then when I drop him off, turn on the score because don't subject him to to the score on the way to school. You don't make him listen to Mully and Hall. No, he likes to he, he wants to talk. Or I always say, do you want to listen to music, buddy, or not? And then we you know follow his lead. And uh, sometimes it's gin and juice. Sometimes it's life is a highway. It is fun, though, having your kids experience the score, especially during crosstalk. Like during summer camp, I drive my kid around, and it was always during the crosstalk when they do the introductions and Bernstein gets the sad trombone. That's fun. At first, my daughter was like, why are they doing that? That's so sad. <laughs> then a few more minutes listening, she's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, right, right, right. It took her exactly one time to understand. Those were, uh, um, Danny just mentioned two songs. Did you guys hear that? Like, he knows a couple of different songs. Yeah. And has a relationship with music that he doesn't share. I have a playlist in my phone called Kids Bangers Yeah, uh, that are songs for the kids. There's only eight songs on it. Yeah, but that's one of life's great joys. I started a playlist for Ruben when he was a youngster, and I was driving him around, and now I think there's like 200 songs on it, and he's got that for the rest of his life. And I can always say, hey, man, when you were three, you loved this deep U2 track off of War. You did, you know? That's awesome. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, all re- of these... re- Easy recommend, by the way, for you parents of young kids out there. Start a playlist, and then they have it forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everything is off of like a movie that he's seen, except for gin and juice and nothing but a G thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, just I can't believe you, you have uh, I, Justin and Flus. You don't it, have Justin and Flus instead uh, of gin and juice. Anyway, the point is on Wednesdays, I always hear Chelios. And I, whenever I listen to Chelios with Molly and Hall, I'm like, this guy literally knows everybody. He really does. He, it, it is, he knows Everybody. And the man has partied for a long time at a high level. And this Wednesday was maybe, of all of the name-dropping segments that he's done, he's got the jersey retirement, and it was obviously uh, uh, unveiled to him by Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam that the Hawks were retiring his, his number. Mm-hmm. Listen to who he said was going to be there. They're going to be here to support me. I'm gonna, this, I got a pretty good Rolodex over the span of my career, so I'm, gonna, I'm loading up. I'm telling you, this, might, this is the last hurrah, and I'm going to make it a good one. Might there be any other of your famous friends on the ice or in the building <laughs> on Sunday? The way some rumors are suggesting that a certain guy who might have a statue outside the United Center might be there as well. Well, I think that the cat's out of the bag. Like I said, I'm going to have and try uh, bring everybody I possibly can that's had an impact on me. And obviously, he was a big part of my 90s. We, you know, Michael was there since 83. I got there in 91, and I met him that 
uh, spring at a White Sox game with George Kohler, his assistant. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, like I said, I I hope they're going to be here to support me. I'm gonna this. I got a pretty good Rolodex over the span of my career, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm loading up. I'm telling you, this like this is the last hurrah, and I'm gonna make it a good one. Oh boy, that is tantalizing. Michael Jordan's going to be there for Chelios, uh-huh. but not the Ring of Honor for the Bulls. <laughs> oh man, it's a tough look. I'm just saying. It's a tough look. It's kind of crazy. He did send a statement. He did yeah, send a statement. Yeah. Beautiful message. It was a, lo- it was a lovely message. <laughs> but he also sent audio of himself booing for Jerry Krause. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is fake that. news. That is not true. What do you mean? Vacation. He says he needs a vacation. He needs some time off to let loose. <laughs> so. Yeah. So who else is going to be in town? So it's got to be. If, no, if, I mean, if, the mind wanders. If, if, if Vetter unveiled it to him. Uh-huh. Veteran Michael Jordan is a very strong start to the Chris Chelios weekend ceremonies. I would agree. Right? I, I, I would right. agree. Chelly likes uh Chelly likes music. Chelly likes uh parties. Okay. So All right. Yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of parties. He talked he was talking about, you know, after parties and after after parties. Mm-hmm. He was he was letting that cat out of the bag a little bit too uh, in his conversation with Mullion Haw. You think Vince Vaughn will be there? Oh, that's a good question. Like that was that was I was thinking about like Chicago sports fan, we know he's a huge Hawks fan, uh-huh. but you don't really see him around much. Like I, I, Vince Vaughn should be courtside at every Bulls game. Kind of crazy that he isn't, other than the fact that he doesn't live here year-round. Year I think that's the issue. That's probably the reason. But I'm just saying, he should be at more... He's too, he's too busy playing golf with J.B. Smoove and, and Larry David. <laughs> he should just... Yes, exactly. He should just be at more Chicago sporting events. Uh-huh. But feels like Vince Vaughn will be at this thing. I have no inside information on that, but it just feels like Vince Vaughn's going to make an appearance. Yeah, I, uh, that, that's a good guess. That's got a any good other guess. Gu- yeah, get any guesses? Anybody have guesses at who Chelios is Rolodex? And Shane, do you think Chelios is a better Rolodex than you? I think he's got a stronger Rolodex than me, yeah. You do. All right, I'm going to take yeah. a shot here. Okay. Ron Coomer. <laughs> Coom Dog. Coom Dog leaving Zona to come in. Just a guess. It's a good right. guess. Mid-broadcast with Speaks. Okay. Coom leaves leaves Arizona <laughs> to come celebrate Chelios. All right. Texters are making some good guesses here. Who do they have? CM Punk. Oh, that's pretty good. Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, it's good. How about John Cusack? John Cusack's yeah. classic, like, Chicago's sports friend pal. I'd assume Chelly got close with Theo when Theo was here. Oh, uh, yeah, they're tight. Yeah, I, I I've, seen, I've seen them front row at Wrigley together before. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good that's a good point. So when Shelly got into the Hall of Fame in Toronto, I just Googled it, in 2013, uh, John McEnroe was there. All right. Cindy Crawford was there. Cindy Crawford. Yeah. And, you know, so and apparently Kid Rock was there as well. So Shelly, Shelly's got the eclectic crowd. That's for the Hall of Fame in 2013. All right. So this could be quite a weekend this, in Chicago. This is going to be a big weekend. And, and by the way, it's a good Hawks game. It's Patrick Kane coming back in town. And Bedard's back. And Bedard's wow, back. just for Chelios? Play, <laughs> and playing his ass off. Bedard's playing his ass off. Some of the stick handling is absurd. What, do you have 11 shots last night? He didn't score, but he had a ton of shots. I mean, that Hawks game on Sunday is the sports happening of the Chicago weekend, without a doubt. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe the month. Of the month. Probably the sports happening yeah. of, of the month. Gretzky. I ain't got to figure Gretzky will make an appearance. You think so? Yeah, why not? Dennis Rodman. Apparently they know each other. Oh, I mean, God. the guy's selling a $70 million house in Malibu. He knows everybody. The names that he drops in his weekly appearance with Mullion Har are just ridiculous. Wow. 
Like, yeah, I didn't know it was a seventy million. Yeah, his house is seventy million dollars. When I li- when I lived out there in L.A. for a couple years, was it two thousand seven, two thousand eight? I saw him playing hockey, like roller hockey, rollerblade hockey, on the beach at Venice Beach, Chelly, with Luke Robitaille. He's got a good life. Yeah, I mean that was <laughs> he was just hanging out, living his life in L.A. And he bought, in Ma- he bought in Malibu early, yeah. and yeah, he's got a, he's got a house. He's done well. He's done well on, on the ocean yeah. in Malibu. That's a compound. that's seventy million dollars. I've never tried the chili. I gotta be. I gotta be. I, I but I would love to. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I don't know what's going on with any of it. Afternoons on the score. Yes, it is also Patrick Kane's return. Big event. It was fun to be in the at the at the UC to see Bedard. So you add in Patrick Kane yeah, and man. that nostalgia, and then you add in Chris Chelios and that nostalgia, then you add in the celebrity factor. Yeah. That's a legitimate A-list hockey event. Yeah. You add in the score, Kaiser Tiger before the game. That's a good point. And Chelly's gonna be coming by there. I know. He's gonna be hanging out a little bit there. It's gonna be a long day for Chelly, but I love that the score's there. Yeah, it's uh, Mully, three. Mully and Hart doing the broadcast. Kaiser Tiger, noon to three. That's 1415 West Randolph. BetMGM will also be celebrating by offering a $7 bonus bet to all customers in Illinois. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Kaiser Tiger, good spot. Had some fun there. I've not b- been. Before, before the UC. Good beer list. Excellent. Yeah, good beer list. Good yeah. food. Yeah, good spot. Yeah, so is this the first, like, uh, big Blackhawks event game of Bedard's rookie season other than his debut? debut. Yeah, probably yeah. other than the debut. But For it, him, obviously, playing Crosby on the road. It's, yeah. it's, it's nice to have that option back as a showcase kind of sports event in this town. It's nice yeah. to have that, that, that sport and that team back around as an as an option. Yeah, in well, that way. because the team is bad. It, it, the team is bad. So, so you need stuff like this to, sure. make, to make it feel like an event. But Bedard's good, and they're figuring a couple things out. They, they have a lot of bad players, but Bedard is a running mate now. This kid, Philip Kurashev. Yeah. And I heard him talking about like the joy of playing with Bedard. He said it's fun as hell because you always have to be ready. Uh, a pass could find your stick at any time. He says it's a really fun, the most fun he's had playing hockey in a long time. Well, joining us now on the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline is a huge Hawks fan, but he's not here to talk about that. He's our friend. He supports us, so we support him. David Hochberg. What's up, David? Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Hey, boys. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to come on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like You you support our philanthropic work, so we'll always uh, support yours. This is now an annual thing for you. What do you got going on? Yeah, fourth annual uh, Vestathon. For some unknown reason, the city of Chicago does not buy replacement bulletproof vests for the men and women of the Chicago police force. So I thought it was backwards and just ridiculous and didn't make any sense. So I partnered with Matt O'Shea over the past six years. We've done a radio show. This will be our fourth radio show just dedicated to raising funds and awareness so the men and women of the Chicago police force who can't afford to buy their own bulletproof vest, which is in and of itself ridiculous, um, can go to the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation to get a replacement vest. So uh, it's this Saturday. I've got a show on WGN from 10 until 1, and we're just going to be dedicating the entire show to raise funds for that uh, for that cause. So it must bring you joy to do, but it's heavy, right? I mean, because you're, you're, like, hearing stories about – you know, uh, about cops who haven't had vests, and you're talking about the importance of why these guys need it. It's got to be heavy, David. 
Well, yeah. Well, it's not the most uh, entertaining show in the world, but it, it's a show that needs to be done. That's this one. Um, that's, yeah, this yeah, one. You, that's why you call yeah, it our show. You're yeah. on this one, sir. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not doing backflips and doing Cirque du Soleil acts during those three hours, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, which would put me in traction for about a year and a half. But, no, in all seriousness, we've got um, – We've got Police Chief uh, Superintendent Snelling coming on. We've got Aaron Bauer, the um, widowed wife of Commander Bauer, who was shot and killed at the State of Illinois building. We've got Officer Kurth, who was shot and saved, uh, his life saved the day he received his replacement bulletproof vest. There was an incident and he was shot and uh, the, the vest protected him. There, we have another officer's wife uh, who got killed in the line of duty who is going to come on and talk about all of the things that the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation has done for their family. Um, see, here's the deal, guys, okay? And, and now I'm all fired up because now it's just, it, 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 it hit a nerve. So every single police force surrounding Chicago, including the, the Illinois State Police, gets bulletproof vests, to gives bulletproof vests to their officers when they graduate the academy, and when they join the force, and after five years, because it needs to be replaced every five years. And we've got the manufacturer's representative from the Bulletproof Vest Company going to come on at the beginning of the show to explain why the officers need new vests after five years, whether body styles change, sweat, all this stuff. The Bulletproof material gets um, worn down and degra- uh, degraded after a certain number of years. So I don't. it really frustrates me and you're a sports station, you've got a billionaire going to the state of Illinois for $1.2 billion, and we can't figure out how to invest $4 million in our Chicago police officers to protect them while the the 11,000 Chicago police officers. So it just gets me fired up. It's so ridiculous with everything else going on in the city and, and in the state, and somebody's got to do it, and I've taken up the cost. Well, it's good that you have it. I also just would love to understand how the, the budget is large. So it's not like we have a small police budget. So I don't really understand how the, the vests are not a part of the budget. But how, how can our listeners support you? I know you said you have the show Saturday, 10 to 1. Yeah. How, how do they donate? How do they participate? Yeah, so I appreciate it again. You could go, our listeners could go to CPD for Chicago Police Department, CPDVest.com. CPDVest.com. A bulletproof vest, guys, costs about $500. Okay, Chicago Police Memorial Foundation was set up, and the purpose is to take care of officers who are injured in the line of duty to take care of their families and to also take care of the families of officers who gave the ultimate sacrifice and died in the line of duty to take care of their families, go to school, pay for college, weddings, all that stuff, right? Holiday time, they're there, all that stuff. There is a line item in the budget for replacement bulletproof vests for Chicago police officers who can't afford to buy a vest. Our goal is, and my goal has always been, to raise enough money to purchase 400 vests. All right, that's 200 Gs. So they could take the line item in the budget and move it over towards providing services to the families of injured Chicago police officers and officers that were killed in the line of duty. Now, I understand the times are tough, Right, I see credit reports every single day. I know how tough it is for some, but if you could give five bucks, right, a hundred people giving five bucks, we get a vest. And my goal is very simple: to, to buy 400 vests for the men and women who protect us, and for everybody that that's living in the suburbs, guys. 
okay? You step foot in the 606 zip code, the men and women in blue of the Chicago Police Department are protecting you. You fly in and out of O'Hare or Midway, you get off of that plane, the men and women of the Chicago Police Department are protecting you. You come downtown for a game, right? You leave the United Center, there's police officers all over that building to see a Hawks, a Bulls game, a concert, and you're from Naperville, you're from St. Charles, you know, you're up by me in Northbrook, you're out south in Oak Lawn, Oak Park, you know, Dalton, wherever you're at. Chicago Police Department's got your back. So we're just trying to raise funds and awareness. I appreciate you giving me, you know, time on your show. I know you talk sports all the time, but I appreciate you giving me opportunity here. Uh, it's cpdvest.com. Uh, three hours of, of a pretty deep show this Saturday. We've got the Emerald Society taking us in and out of breaks with the bumpers, with the bagpipes, and and the and the drum set there. So it's kind of cool. We got Father Brandt, who's the who's one of the chaplains of the Chicago Police Department, who's not right in many ways. He's awesome, but but he's got a screw loose. He's going to be taking us in, um, uh, giving a um, and he got to listen at least at at twelve forty five to listen to this guy. He he's going to talk to us about what it's like going into a home of an officer that was injured or recently died in, in the line and, and take us there and then take us out with a prayer with the bagpipes playing in the background. So um, if your listeners could tune in, great. If they can't, that's fine, too. If they could just give whatever they – a couple of shekels to uh, cpdvest.com, that would really help out the cause so we could take that money from the line item of the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation and take it over to provide the families. And 100% of the funds raised, guys, goes towards – the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. We're not taking a vig off the top for any type of administration, BS like that. Everything we raise goes right there. We've got uh, autographed sweaters from Chelios, uh, Eddie, Eddie uh, Edzo. I, t- I texted with Eddie. He's going to sign Savard and, and, and uh, Troy Murray, along with signed footballs from Dan Hampton. Uh, we got uh, Bandito, El Bandito, five bottles of El Bandito tequila that Chelios signed. So we got some stuff to raise some funds that uh, your listeners might be interested in giving them out during the show. But thank you for giving me the opportunity to call into your show and promote this very, very, very important uh, uh, Vestathon this Saturday. Hockberg, thanks for always supporting us, man. We will support you. Thank you. That is David Hockberg again, cpdvest.com. He mentioned the billionaire, Jerry Reinsdorf. The quotes in this article are (laughs) so brazen. And so wild, it almost reads like it's the onion. It's Parkinson's Beagle on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.